0: Welcome to the Bloom Me Experience podcast, I'm Claire your host and on today's episode I'm delighted to invite my handsome hubby Theo on to discuss how he felt during my pregnancy and labour and how he got involved through this magical time. Enjoy. So welcome to today's podcast. I'm delighted to have coaxed my wonderful hubby on to show uh, today's show to talk about partners and how supportive they can be in the lead up and during birth. So seeing as Theo has been my rock through my um, two labours, I thought it was a great idea to bring him on to discuss a very raw and straight talking dad side of events. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to my wonderful other half, Theo
1: thanks very much
0: <laughs> you're welcome nice to have you on you're
1: so sexy when you're so serious
0: <laughs> so embarrassed me <laughs>
1: i'll
0: be pregnant again um so i wanted to have you on because obviously you're very straight talking and you are on my behalf so you have seen the other side of me through labours um but you've also been on the other foot, obviously, with me teaching hypnobirthing. I know the questions to ask, the ins and outs, the ups and downs of um, kind of antenatal care. Whereas for you, um, it was a real learning curve um, through through both kind of pregnancies and labours. And some of the things that you've said to me postpartum or even during pregnancy of how you were treated from midwives and sonographers um, really brought to my attention that yeah dads don't get enough support through that whole process yes mum's carrying baby and mum is the one who's needs kind of the most attention well yes she does because she's she's going through the, these events but um, dads really don't get looking sometimes so I want to really go straight the way back to the beginning so how did you initially feel when we found out we were having baby number four
1: oh my god we're having another one (laughs) Um, a a little bit worried but a little bit excited at the same time Um, I mean there was that thing where I kind of said I didn't want any more But then in the back of my mind, you think, oh, five years, 10 years time, I'll probably regret not having another one. So um, I was quite excited, um, but a little bit worried, you know, from the dad's side of it, just the financial issues and how logistics will work, getting new cars and things like that. Um, But obviously, as soon as they arrive, it's a completely different story. And Mm. the fact that our last one, Hattie, is a girl makes it perfect. So I was a little bit worried. But... I think you just kind of get on with it. And when you've got that many kids, <laughs> what, <laughs> oh, difference does it, what, difference, what difference does it make? Mm, yeah. Okay. But incredibly pleased that it's not another boy. So, oh,
0: that... But if it was a boy, you'd been fine. Like,
1: Yeah, I would have been fine. But I've got to the stage where I'm done with like fighting and wrestling and dinosaurs. And now it's time for fairies and tea parties <laughs> and dress-ups <laughs> and just relax. Like, sit on the sofa <laughs> and just have have, you know, Hattie do my nails or something mm. and just chill, maybe fall asleep. That would be lovely. So.
0: <laughs> the way Sienna used to do your hair, that was hilarious. Yes. Um. So what were your initial thoughts about labour, you know, when this time round, how were your thoughts thinking? Because we'd gone through it together previously before.
1: Yeah. Um. I was excited about that, to be honest. I was more excited about it because... So to put it into kind of context, those that don't know, obviously um, Claire had two children before we got together and I met Sienna and Elliot when they were six and three. So Mm. between like zero or between pregnancy and the age of three, I didn't have a clue what goes on. So obviously when we had Arlo, everything was just brand new and you you do an appointment or something happens and you think, oh, I wish I asked this question or blah, blah, blah. So when we had Hattie, it was like, right, I'm going to make sure that I don't make the same mistakes, and I ask this question, mm-hmm. and I speak up, blah, blah, blah. So I was excited to kind of do that whole process again, but then now I know what's going on, I can be a little bit more involved, because mm-hmm. you knew what was going on, because you do it for a living, but you've also had, you know, three- Three, the babies <coughs> three well. other babies Three other babies, well, two other babies, you know, because we're talking about Arlo, which is our first, your third, our first. So you had done it like twice already, and you do it for a living, so, i would never done it before, so it's like brand new to me. Um, so I was excited to go through it, kind of knowing a little bit more, and then obviously picking up on bits and pieces that you do for work. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, ah, oh, I'm gonna ask this question, and and kind of, yeah, I was excited.
0: How did you feel this time around? Um, was there anything different that you thought, I really want to support you in this process a bit more, or you wanted, things to be different or you want to ask certain different questions I don't know is there anything this time around that you thought actually this time around now we're having number four I want to do this differently
1: yeah massively I wouldn't say any other questions but the one biggest thing I had in my mind was just to speak up more so when we had Arlo I didn't have a clue what was going on really you know you, you can read the books and you can do the hypnobirthing course but when you have that first child it is like you just make it up especially as a dad, because, you know, you just got to be there to support mum, mm-hmm. so you're just making it up. So the second time, and especially when you're talking with healthcare professionals and midwives and stuff, it's like a different language. It's not what I do for a living. And for most people, it's completely outside of what they do for a living. So it's all very, very kind of new environment. They don't, you know, and it's quite scary for a dad. So the second time I was like, right, I'm gonna make sure that I speak up and I ask the questions. And I was very strict on, mm-hmm. you know, like when you went into labor, I was like, right, no midwife is talking to Claire. They're talking to me first, and then I'm yeah. gonna talk to So I was very much like, I'm gonna make sure that I speak up. If I don't know something, I'll ask. If I'm unsure of something, I'll ask. If it doesn't seem right, I'll say something. If you know, with the lights, they were too bright. I asked them to dim them down. You know, just being a lot more confident the second time round, mm-hmm. um, it made for such a nicer birth and more enjoyable. So, yeah, I guess if you're taking that away from someone's first child, I would say don't regret it not speaking up.
0: So mm-hmm. sometimes
1: it can be scary, and especially as a dad, you think, "Oh, that might be a stupid question," but just say it anyway because. The second time round, I was a lot more confident and I felt a lot more comfortable asking the questions and it made for such a nicer birth. And Mm -hmm. for me, it relaxed me a lot more. And then if I'm relaxed a lot more, you pick up on it, then you're relaxed a lot more. And then the whole experience is a lot nicer. So although that was the second time round, for some people, it might be the first time. But I just think if it is a silly question, just ask it anyway. If you're unsure, ask it. Because at the end of the day, it is your child and the midwives, etc, are there to respect whatever decisions you want to do, providing it's safe to do so. Yeah. So, if you want the lights dimmer, say you want the lights dimmer. Don't be afraid to not say it. If you want some candles, if you want, you know, we had the TV on at one point and I just asked if we could have it off and silly little things like that, you know, you might just be too scared to say it or too worried, Just, just say it.
0: Um, and by the way, listeners, when he says TV's on, um, we had Tati at the birth center and they had like a TV. Oh yeah, we had music. luxury, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was music playing, wasn't it? It wasn't like like a- No, I think it was heart film, ra- I think it was heart, heart radio. Heart radio, yeah. Like
1: mid, midnight or one yeah, in the
0: morning, heart radio or something. Not our bag at all. But um, going on to you feeling prepared, um, obviously because your better half is um, a hypnobirthing practitioner and I do meditation and, um, all sorts you obviously had me we, we we did the course again didn't we uh we yeah. I went through the course with you um read and the book again yeah we went through the, the hypnobirthing book again um and you know going back to that what were what would you say your expectations were of the course initially when we went through it again were you thinking like oh my goodness what we're going to get out of this
1: yeah kind of but then I know from what I do for a living the second time round is going to be better because you can pick up on your mistakes. Like reading the book twice, you pick up on a sentence or a paragraph or a statistic that you didn't pick up on the first time round. Mm. So you pick up a lot more. So I knew that I would get more out of it the second time round. Yeah. And I wasn't. I mean, the only thing that you know is not my bag, which is fair enough. Is just the relaxations. One, <laughs> I think the first time you know we we kind of tried those it it kind of is a bit awkward, isn't it? Yeah. But once you get around that, then it, you feel a lot more comfortable. So the second <laughs> the second time around, I was like, oh, here we go. We've got to do the relaxations again, and Claire's going to laugh in my face. But you did that, I think, maybe twice, and then it was all okay.
0: I remember laughing, and, and it was a bit like, oh, God, we're not going to do this. And I was like, no, you know, I know from, obviously, all the hundreds of clients that I've taught is that they the dads always laugh when they're reading with these relaxation scripts and um for those listeners that have no idea what we're going on about we're talking about a hypnobirthing course and through the course that I teach um dads can do like a relaxation script where they just read words in a softer calmer voice um as you would like guided meditation and the idea of that is a twofold it first of all helps mums um mind to be focused on something rather than searching in the body for pain and the other thing is it does uh, relaxes her because mothers always look for reassurance and labor so if dad is reading the mum a script um it's her rock reading it her familiar voice she feels calm and relaxed because it's him or her um so uh the the script yeah i know you found just to start with were a bit we were a bit giggly weren't we um but, I mean, my goodness, that was my favourite part of the evenings climbing into bed, you reading a script.
1: Oh, you fell asleep every time. Uh, every time. Fast asleep. I fell asleep, yeah. So,
0: what were your favourite bits of hypnobirthing of the course that we actually did? That we went through again?
1: Um, probably how it educates you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, I mean, let's be honest, as a dad or as a birth partner, you don't get anything out of the relaxation scripts that's all for for you as as the mum you don't get anything out of that but one thing I do like about the hypnoperthing course is it does teach you about everything Mm -hmm. everything to do with labor and having a baby and the process behind it and what happens to the body and the hormones and all that and it makes you you can understand a little bit more so when mum is not feeling so well and You know, yada 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 you can kind of understand and go oh that's because x y and z Mm -hmm. she's in this trimester or that trimester and then you can obviously alter how you are around them or how the environment is and things like that Um, and even some stuff for dads like um, you know that whole nesting thing for, for dads when they kind of get a little bit more they might get a little bit more protective and Mum goes out. Where are you going? How when are you going to be back? And things like that, which is
0: looking um, the lead up to labour. Yeah, the
1: lead up to labour, where they're just kind of that instincts kicking in. That you know, that primal protectiveness. And again, you read stuff like that, and you think, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. Mm. And it kind of puts your mind at ease. And if things like that do happen to you, then you know it's because of this. And I think that's one thing that Birth offers that perhaps other areas don't is you kind of it covers all areas of science but then a little bit more outside of science as well so you learn a lot more
0: yeah which is nice I also find that the course and obviously you'll be able to tell me more is it's a really good bonding course because yeah. it's not just teaching you. Um, do you remember we did like an antenatal class with um, Arlo as well? Yeah. Um, and the lady just came around. She just literally spoke. We had like a private antenatal class, mm. didn't we? Which was more my
1: fault. First child. I was like, no, nope, we're doing one. That's what everyone yeah. That's what everyone does. They do it in the films. But it was
0: just very kind of... Um, it, it just wasn't
1: informative at all, really. I mean, it it was, but it was more just kind of this is the position of the pelvis. This is how it opens up.
0: Which is great to know. But I think I think mums need to feel that there's that bond because, you know, the whole reason why we're recording this podcast is of how dads can feel more supported themselves and how they can be more supportive through pregnancy and labour and I, I feel obviously I'm a, a huge advocate for hypnobirthing because that's my part of my main business but I really feel that hypnobirthing brings couples together even more that, they, that dads really feel they have a purpose in labour.
1: Yeah yeah I agree because so I will, would assume if you're not hypnobirthing and you go down any other route There's no reason for you to spend time together unless, you know, like you would recognize my other half wants a cuddle or she wants a foot rub or whatever, but you're not, you're just connecting between like you and your partner. Like you, you regularly would, whereas hypnobirthing, I think you connect through the pregnancy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a which good point. Is,
1: Which is really important because then I think that then has a whole better effect and deeper effect on yeah. when the baby is born and things like that. You know, if, if your other half has had a stressful day at work, you might be lucky enough to offer her a shoulder rub and you're just doing it to make her feel better. Whereas when you're doing it because she's pregnant or when you're doing it like you're doing the, the touch relaxation script from, mm-hmm. from the course you're doing it because you know this is going to relax her and this is going to help the baby this is going to de-stress her blah, blah, yeah. blah. so you're connecting through the pregnancy not just through person to person yeah and that as a dad makes you feel like oh wow like i have a role and mm-hmm. what i do has an effect um rather than just thinking oh no she's you know i feel uncomfortable doing that you have to let go of what you want and it's what your partner wants or what your wife wants because then you'll notice like oh when I actually just hold her hand like
0: yeah it makes a huge difference yeah
1: and then you kind of feel as a dad like again you've got your role you're like oh this is what I do I'm I'm the supporter this is what I'm gonna do um I think it helps dad
0: feel dad's feel empowered as well where do you think that dads feel um kind of that then they're unsupportive towards their partners or that they're they're not involved in the pregnancy and labor where part where on this kind of antenatal to birth scale do you feel or or process should i say do you feel that dads just don't feel involved and and how do you think they can become more
1: involved um i think from personal experience i think uh, like appointments scans and things like that me personally in my two experiences i didn't feel very involved as a dad from the healthcare professionals you go for a scan and it's very much like you know they're talking to you and as they're talking to claire and they're kind of saying are you okay you know how are you feeling do you have any problems what's going on blah 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 but then no one really kind of asks like how the dad is feeling, um, and you feel a little bit more pushed to the side. Um, I think at most they might generically say how are you guys, mm-hmm. you know, but they're not directing it at at the dad. Mm-hmm. And that was my experience twice anyway. It is very much about about the woman, which is obviously quite rightly so. But I think for me as well, when we had Arlo, that was my first, so everything is like a brand new experience. And sometimes the healthcare professionals do kind of forget that. And sometimes you go for a scan and it's kind of like, right, come in, put this weird gel on you. Here's your baby. Don't they look beautiful? Measurements, measurements, off you go. And you're kind of like, oh, is that it? Yeah. There's no, it's not like a purse, there's no like personal experience. There's no, are you okay, dad? How are you finding it? Do you have any questions? Are you concerned about anything? Now's the time to ask when I'm just trying to find the baby so I can answer your questions. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And it, it's again going back to the whole thing of the pressure of the NHS, this timescale, the rush that they have to see, you know, when we've gone for scans with Hattie, we had to go before weeks because um, I had um, heart surgery the literally the month before we fell pregnant with Hattie. Um, so just to make sure that she didn't have the, um, the heart problem that I did. So, um... They are on this conveyor belt of getting as many patients through as possible. So they almost lose that, well, they do lose that personal touch. You are more of a statistic than, we're Claire and Theo and this is our baby. Um, And I remember one of our last scans when we went in and had the scan and she didn't even acknowledge you, did she, the sonographer? She was just talking to me and you were like, hi, I am here. Um, I'm here to support my partner. It'd be nice if you just acknowledged me and saying, oh, hi, dad, how are you? Um, While she's searching for for legs and.
1: Yeah. And I think if it's your first time child and that does happen to you, just ask questions. I mean, I remember with Arlo, I was that annoying first time dad, and I was like, oh, what's that gel you're putting on? What's that? What's this? What? And, you know, to them, it's just like, well, this is obvious. Like, but, you know, yeah. this is what this is. And I think even sometimes, I remember with Arlo, they're doing a scan, and I'm kind of. You know, you're having that connection, Claire Claire and the sonographer and, oh, isn't it beautiful? Oh, yeah, look, I can see a foot. And I'm looking at the screen thinking I can see white and mm. I can see black. And that's it. Mm. I can see something that looks like a ball, something that looks like a weird, like, I don't know what I'm looking at. And again, some first-time dads, just might walk out the room and then, you know, and especially if you're British, because we're incredibly polite anyway, you don't dare say something. You wouldn't dare say, oh, we're, hang on, point out where my baby is. Mm-hmm. But I think if it's your first-time child and you've not learned from mistakes like I did, just say it. If they don't acknowledge you then, and you've or you've got a question and you're thinking, right, I'll wait for them to ask if I've got any questions, just ask it. <laughs>
0: I think that's really important because dads really do, I mean, um, if you're a first time parent, you know, you go, you either, um, you meet, you have all these wonderful dates, you have that honeymoon period, you may get married and buy a house and you go through this wonderful process. And then when the woman falls pregnant, it's almost like that relationship can become strenuous because dads are almost pushed to a side or part we should say partners because of course um women can marry women and, yeah, absolutely um so partners can feel pushed out and they feel that you know, hang on a minute. We were together a lot, and now you're kind of going to bed a lot earlier. You're throwing up every two seconds. This isn't yeah. the person that I wanted to be with, you know. Yeah. Um, and that can put a lot of stress. And I think, I think that's where dads can start having mental health issues. And that can, although they may say, "Oh no, that's fine. I understand that's happening." But that's when it can almost plant the seed, and then it continues through to labour if mum has a traumatic birth. Um, and then mum needs to stay in hospital, or the postpartum period is when you have um, that all those sleepless nights, and mum, you know, is is tired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, welcome to our world at the moment. Yeah. Um, that can be really strenuous on the relationship, and then I think that's when the partners feel that they're they're kind of pushed aside and that they're not involved anymore in this unit. And it's kind of because let's put it this way: babies always want their mamas, don't they? Because they, if you're feeding baby yourself, they always want mama.
1: As yeah. um, I say, especially if you're if you are breastfeeding, there is like a, a a positive and a negative to the guy if your other half is breastfeeding, because I mean. Fantastic, because in the night, night feeds, you can just pop your head up and just ask your partner if she's all right, do you need anything? Good job, you're doing fine, go back to sleep. Bottle feeding, obviously, you kind of will take it in turns or whatever, but it's good from the sense if you are breastfeeding, you as a dad get a little bit of a break, which is nice, mm-hmm. but then the mum and the baby get such a close bond that The baby only wants mum.
0: So on that point...
1: Which then obviously pushes you away a little bit further. But through experience and just through time, it's not going to last forever. I think you can feel pushed aside, especially if you're a first-time dad and it's nine months worth of pregnancy. And then obviously the first, I would say, six months, maybe eight months, is probably Mm. quite difficult. But it's not forever. It doesn't last as long. And then you know, you can take over your dad role when they get a little bit older and you can teach them to ride their first bike and you can take them to their first sporting event and do all of that kind of daddy stuff. Yeah. It doesn't last, doesn't last forever. But
0: going back onto that breastfeeding topic, because I'm a huge, as you know, uh, we're we're both huge breastfeeding advocates, not that you feed Hattie or Arlo, that
1: would be lovely. Or that I feed from you. Or that you feed from uh, me. I've done that once, I won't make that same mistake.
0: (laughs) Um, but, I mean, what what advice would you give dads to bond with babies? Because, you know, obviously dads can't breastfeed them. I'm really yeah. going to pick your brain and put you out there now. Yeah, um, I can think of loads of ways where dads can bond with babies, even if mum's breastfeeding, because obviously I'd highly encourage every mum to try breastfeeding. Um, I always say fed is best, but um, as I'm not going to lie, I'm a huge breastfeeding advocate. So, um, go on, how would you say that?
1: So, just say ask, ask the question again?
0: So, how can dads bond with their babies if mummy is exclusively breastfeeding?
1: Well, number one tip, definitely don't try and breastfeed the baby yourself. <laughs> that does not end very well for you or the baby. Oh. Definitely don't do that. Um, if, if they are solely breastfeeding, bonding with the baby you can't obviously breastfeed but you can do all the other bits and pieces so you can still burp the baby you know if they are breastfeeding you can still burp the baby you can still cradle the baby rock them to sleep if they need to um skin on skin is fantastic um which i think everybody should be doing skin on skin is a fantastic way to bond um when they get a little not you know you can do it obviously i forget I forget when you can start taking them to, you know, baby sensory classes and things. But if you get an opportunity as a dad to do things like that, then definitely do it. And for me, I think another big thing about bonding is it's so much easier when you, Claire, the mum, is not in the same room. Mm -hmm. Because there are times when, you know, you're trying to bond with the baby, but all they want is mum. But what you notice is as soon as mum is out of the way, then the baby is solely fixated on you, and you can have that amazing kind of bonding moment. And again, if they are kind of breastfeeding, then just take a little bit more of a responsible role in the other areas. You know, recognize that your partner is doing this amazing thing, and they are going to be breastfeeding a lot. And that does require a lot of energy so if it comes to bathing the baby you know you can bath the baby and you can bond with the baby in that way you Mm -hmm. can even get in the bath with the baby you know afterwards dry read a book little baby massage that's another way to bond yeah and then you know pass baby to mum and and she can feed you can burp and rock and go to sleep so just because they're breastfeeding doesn't mean that they have the mum has to breastfeed burp rock put to sleep you can do all of that stuff just be there and kind of take over
0: I think it's that communication is key and we always say this in in outside of parent life is in relationships is you know if we don't communicate with one another then our relationship will go down the pan so communication is key um
1: and find something to do like with me obviously walking the dog a lot um walking the dog a lot I'll you know take the baby with you put it in the carrier you know, put it in the buggy. Go and have your, your Sunday morning man coffee with your dog or whatever and take the baby and that's, yeah. that's kind of like your sole time, just you and the baby.
0: So um, I'm not going to talk very much about the birth because I'd love to have you back on for us to literally go through the fine tooth comb about the birth of Hattie because it was so wonderful and I think it's really, really great if we have a good in-depth chat about that. Yeah, yeah. But just quickly, what key words of wisdom would you provide to expectant dads?
1: Um... Just ask for anything. So if you have no idea what's going on, ask the midwife, ask your partner. If you're a little bit stressed, anxious, nervous, pick up the phone, phone a friend, speak to your dad, speak to your mum, speak to a mate. That's the biggest thing, I think.
0: Communication.
1: Communication. So it doesn't just have to be with your partner. There might be some, you might have some conversations and topics you don't want to talk to your partner about. That's fine, don't keep them to yourself. Ask the midwife who, or ask a sonographer who you might only ever see once in your life. It doesn't matter. Ask a friend or ask a relative. Just talk to people. And what you'll find is the same problem that you might be faced with. Someone like myself or some other dad or some other person has had the same problem.
0: And also be prepared. Yeah. Do you like a birth prep course?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be prepared, know what's going on. Um, That would kind of be it. Fab. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, you can find my lovely other half at www.thrivewiththeo.co and also www.dadhive.com. I hope you've enjoyed our um, very quick session today, um, our episode, and um, we will be back to record all about Hattie's birth another time. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining us on today's show and episode number six. If you would like to find out more information about how your partner can support you through labor and birth and the remaining for your pregnancy, then hop on over to our website www.bloomme.co where you will find a list of all of our wonderful services which we offer, including hypnobirthing. Thanks for listening. Take care.